Hi everyone, thanks for stopping by our table of disappointment. This is How They Got Away, the show where we discuss the unsatisfying endings to your favorite unsolved or unpunished true crime and corporate greed stories. I'm your host today, Kelsey, with my co-host, Annalise, and our two guests, Percy. Percy, my cat is here, and he would like he has a lot to say. He decided that he's going to rub up right on the mic. This is his show now. Sorry, Stephanie. Sorry, Anna. It's Percy's show now. Yeah. I have quite the doozy for you guys. And while there is no murder in this story, it is not for lack of trying. Damn. There were so many twists and turns in this story, but I promise it'll all make sense eventually. We love that. But this is a story about someone who has all the fucking audacity. In 2010... Maher Khatib, a well-known activist for the Palestinian community in Denmark, received a call from one Yosef Kater. Yosef was born March 19th, 1978 in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Not much is known about his life before this story, but we do know that he served 10 years in the Dutch Royal Navy. Keep that tip in mind. We are going to circle back to it briefly later. Okay. Oh, boy. So Yusuf tells Meher about how proud he is to be a Palestinian living in Denmark. He says that there is an ultra-marathon race in Brazil that he would like to run for Palestine. Is there a really strong Palestinian community? Yeah, well, there's... So after the whole Israeli-Palestinian conflict started, a lot of Palestinians moved out of the country and took refuge in several countries nearby in Europe. Scandinavian countries were one of the countries that took the most in. So there is quite a large Palestinian community in Denmark. Meher's work as an activist at the time revolved around creating a community of acceptance for Palestinians who had immigrated to Denmark. In fact, one of his big goals for his activism at the time was to literally just get Denmarkians in particular, but also people around the world, to see Palestinians as people. Oh, God. The bare minimum. That is all we're asking for. I love when we have to ask for the bare minimum. Bare minimum. But Yusuf says he wants to run this ultramarathon race in Brazil, and he'd like to run for Palestine. And could Meher help him get the funds together to do that? So Meher's like, this could be great. Not only would this help him in his goal of encouraging Palestinian immigrants to be proud of their culture and heritage, he's known to sponsor events and activities to that end. So this is right up his alley. So the race Yusuf wanted to run was a 230-kilometer race through the Amazon rainforest oh, that is rain. just called the Jungle Ultra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing these races uh, is insane, first of all. That's uh, some rough terrain that you're trying it to... It is literally through the jungle. And I'm sorry, how much is that in miles? 142.9 miles. Jeez. In five stages, which is usually broken up into days. So that's five days over which running 142 miles and not only that not just doing it you have to beat everybody else who's doing it too and also not get eaten by anything in the jungle or just die via jungle insane to me and not only that there are snakes there are alligators there are crocodiles there are things that will eat you i assume in any jungle there is something that will eat me yes they allowed This is allowed? This sounds like human cruelty. Yeah, people sign up to do this. Like, no one's making them do it. They just sign up for this. 
for fun. You know, like, rawr. But you said this was to raise awareness for... Just for him. This is a race that they oh, did okay. kind of annually. They, uh, due to COVID, they kind of stopped doing it for a little while, but they are starting it up again. This is just something that they do. Oh, okay. For you're, fun. You're but... talking about his, like, you know, his goals and stuff, and I thought they aligned. It was, like, some kind of, like, run, nope, crazy is... run for awareness. <laughs> nope, just for just for him and Meher. You know, he's pushing himself. Yeah, exactly. Get it. This is doing these races can actually get pretty pricey. Not only that, do you have to travel from mm-hmm. Denmark to Brazil, find a place to stay. There's also a lot of fees that go into this. There's a lot that goes into a race like this. You have to number one have people running this race. Number two, actually have teams of doctors checking doc checking the racers at every stage to make sure you don't die at much as much as they are able. Like the. Legal fees, I assume, if you die in the rainforest. Like insurance, running insurance. Yeah, running running insurance. Uh, you're running insurance in the Amazon. So runner it's not uncommon for a runner runners in these races to seek out sponsors. Mm-hmm. And Meher loves this idea. This could go a long way to improve global perceptions of Palestinians. Anyone who's anybody in the ultramarathon world knows about this race. It's a big race. You run in a jungle. I think that's insane. I can't get over that. So he tells Yusuf, of course, he'll do whatever he can do to help. And how much would Yusuf need? Yusuf quotes him something around 10,000 US dollars, which Meher thinks is a lot, but Yusuf kind of gives him an explanation about all the expenses that go into an endeavor like this. So Meher is like, I don't know stuff about racing. Okay. Something's fishy. The planners of the world, like me, and also Annalise and maybe everybody else in this call, are probably all out here like, what? Right. No itemized Excel spreadsheet? Are you serious? Or even, like, the organizers must have something like, here's the estimated cost of entering. Right. That seems like a very normal thing to have. I'm sure Meher kicks himself about a lot of things for this, but it is not his fault. <laughs> Meher does his best. Meher does his best and uses his connections. Because he's got a lot of connections. Uh, but he can't get all the money that Yusuf wanted. He did, however, get something along the lines of four, about four or five thousand dollars U.S. That's really good. That's pretty good. And Yusuf calls. He calls Yusuf to give him the news. This is a very weird moment where Yusuf gets inordinately angry that he didn't get exactly what he asked for. He like yells at him at the phone, saying like, "Oh, there's all this love in the Palestinian community, but there's no love for me." Something like that. Which Mayor's like, you know, calm down. I, I've done my best. You, if you want this money, you can yeah. still have it. And Yusuf just switches back and recovers immediately right back to, like, a really friendly persona. It's so weird because you're asking a normal person, let's say normal because this guy obviously isn't normal from all the hints, but, like, a normal person would be, like, you are asking a favor of this person. You're going to be so happy with whatever they give you and you'll figure out the rest. Exactly. A red flag. Red flag. $10,000, red flag. Anger not getting all of it, red flag. Red flag. So even though he didn't get all the funds he requested, he signs up for the Jungle Marathon anyway. And just for clarity, the Jungle Marathon is like about two, three thousand dollars just to sign up. Okay. So it's not like there that ten thousand dollars came out of nowhere. Yeah. So he signs up anyway, and he goes to Brazil in twenty ten. He even asked Meher for a little Palestinian flag to wear, like on his backpack or his arm, so That's he can cute. run for Palestine and represent his country. We love a guy who's just trying to rep. Since this is an ultra marathon, which I love that they were like, marathon, not enough. 
There's some kind of crazy race where it's, like, so long and you have to find hints and it's, like, a game and I can't remember what it is, but it's, like, an ultra marathon, but they take a step further by making that you have to find things while you're racing. Anyway. I mean, they're running through the rainforest, so they're looking for predators. That's pretty close. It's survival, baby. That's the extra part in this marathon. This is not for the faint of heart. I cannot do it. So this ultra marathon is in five stages and it takes place over several days. So there's actually a little bit of downtime here. Once you finish your racing for the day, you bed down. So the racers actually get a chance to chat, get to know one another. People said that in the first few days where everyone's getting ready for the race, he's incredibly sociable and kind, even lending out items to other runners that they had forgotten. I don't know what you need, like... Water, a compass, I don't know what you need for Extra a, socks. Extra socks, probably. I don't know what you need for a 230-kilometer race. Will to live. Oh, my God. A really jamming playlist. A really jamming playlist. Actually, I don't think you can listen to music. There might be a Jaguar behind you. Awareness mode on. Awareness mode on. This was 2010. They didn't have awareness mode. Take out your AirPods. Bro, take out your AirPods. Take out your AirPods. Take out your AirPods or else the Jaguars will get your ass. Your race is now against the Jaguar. (laughs) How'd you win? The Jaguar started chasing me around day three and I just kept running. (laughs) You know the whole scene in Cusco's Emperor's New Groove where like they're chased down by Jaguars and then we nearly fall off a cliff and then we did and fall in the water but like it's fine. Meanwhile, the hair is still in Denmark. He wanted to go to Brazil with Yusef, but had other responsibilities. He's, like, a big-name activist in this Palestinian community. He can't just take off whenever he wants. So that's so far to travel. That is hours to travel. Minimum. But he's watching the race closely. And on the first day of the race, he checks the site, and at the end of the day, he sees that Yusef is in first place. That's exciting! The way this race works, there's five stages, so they check the results based on who comes into these stages, and then they update who's first. This is great. Mayor's so excited. Sure, it's stage one, but this is incredibly promising. This could get people talking about Palestine in a more positive light. So Mayor checks the website the next day. Is Yusuf still first? Top three? Top ten? No. He's been disqualified from the race. So Mayor calls him and is like, yo, what, what happened? What you were doing so well. I never got the official reason as to why they... <gasps> no! Uh, he, the reason he gave may be the truth. I have no way of confirming, though. And given other information about this guy, I don't know quite what happened here. I don't know if there was cheating suspected or if it really was what he said it was. But there, just know that going forward. Okay. Because these races are so batshit insane... Yeah. They have doctors check you at every stage to make sure you're still doing good. And, you know, if you're not doing good, they will make you stop because they do not want people to run until they die. That is not a good look for the Jungle Ultra. Yusa says that he had hurt his leg a little bit, but was still okay to keep running. But the American team of doctors didn't like that he was winning because he was Palestinian and used that to disqualify him from the race, which... Yeah, there is a good bit of discrimination against Palestinians from the United States, both on the political and the individual level. We politically have sided with Israel when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. 
So that does translate to some discrimination against Palestinians. And Meher is upset, but he does accept this. This is believable to him that the American doctors may be discriminated against him because of his ethnicity. Yusuf says he's not giving up, though, and that he is going to go for another ultramarathon in Chile. And would Meher help him raise funds? Meher agrees. Meher, no. 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 Oh, Meher, he does, he does his best even for the wrong people. He believes the best in others. Like he, He's like one of those people that's like... Yeah, like they do this bad thing, but like he's a, such a good guy. That w- that's me. And though. really, like forgiving. This is like the context that we're talking about. Yusuf in is very different from the context that Meher is interacting with him in. He doesn't really have a reason to spe- suspect Yusuf. Not really. Yeah, we come into this with a lens of like we are suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Meher agrees. He reaches out to even more connections, including the Palestinian community in Chile, and he managed to raise about $8,000 U.S. <laughs> During the race in Brazil, Yusuf had met a British citizen named Dominic, who, in addition to running the race, was hoping to invest in property while in Brazil. No. <laughs> After the race, Yusuf says to him, Hey, I actually know a Brazilian lawyer who understands Brazilian property law. Why don't we get together after the race and invest in some property together? I don't think I would even invest in property with my own mother and slash or spouse I don't have currently. <laughs> Let alone some guy I met in an ultramarathon race. I don't care if you bonded over the race. And that is no way of blaming Dominic because Yusuf is a nice, handsome, charismatic guy. He knows how he to knows get on people's how good to side. play the game. He is... Kinda ha- like a lot of people say he's handsome. I think he's handsome. He's a little older, but like he's handsome, and I could see people like just kind of maybe kind of like a pretty privileged kind of thing. He uses this to his advantage later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it. So Dominic agreed. Insane. How like I know he's charismatic, but how charismatic do you have to be as a person? That within a few days of meeting you, people are willing to go into these major financial endeavors with you. And I acknowledge that I am probably perhaps the exact opposite of what you would define a trusting person to be. Okay, it's people who love to listen to true crime things and research true crime situations. We are... That is so true. So primed to expect the worst. Yeah, what's that? Who are you? What's that? Put that down. But like, and Dominic was saying he went to this ultra marathon race from London because he was looking for an adventure. So he's probably like trying to say yes to things he would normally say no to to try stepping and like, out of his comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, be adventurous. Do that cautiously. Not this, and that is no. That's not his fault. And I think like they have him on the show that I watched later, and he's like, I don't know why I did that. No. So Dominic finishes the Ultra Jungle race and is ready to invest in property because he finished the race. He didn't get disqualified. Yusef tells him that his lawyer friend's father is very ill in the hospital, and he so he can't meet with him right now. Now, when we're looking at it, we're like, yeah, that seems sus. But at the time, you're like, yeah, stuff happens. You know, you never know. He tells Dominic his plans to go to Chile in the next week for another race that starts in like a month from now. And why doesn't Dominic come with him? Dominic had brought a large sum of cash with him to Brazil to use for investing in property. And he does not like the amount being shared, mm-hmm. but it was a lot. 
enough to put a down payment on some kind of investment property. So like within tens of thousands of dollars. That is a good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. He, he and Yusuf go to Chile to scope out the race. And so he brings the cash with him in a backpack. I guess he didn't want to wire it between countries. Well, then you have to do uh, transaction fees. That's probably part of what it was. And on that amount of money, that would be a lot. Traveling with a backpack full of cash is stressful. So they get to Chile, and they scope out the race. The race isn't for another month. He's not going to stay here that long. He's going to go back to London. But he doesn't want to travel with a backpack full of cash again. So he leaves it with Yusuf. Trustworthy Yusuf. They make up a promissory note, which is just a written promise that one party will return X amount of party to another, or X amount of money to the other party at a certain date. This kind of situation makes you think about who you would trust with this amount of money in cash. That number needs to be very minimal. And then he goes home to London for a couple weeks. We're going to shift gears a little bit. Callie Quinn graduated from University of Texas with a geography major. She'd always had a passion for travel and wanted to actually live in another country while in, for a while instead of being a tourist. You get a different experience when you're living in a country versus visiting. You know, she's just graduated college. She wants to see the world and explore herself along the way before she settles down anywhere. So, in 2011, she moved from Texas to Santiago, Chile, where she was going to teach English. And she started living in a hostel with 12 international roommates. I guess this is some kind of hostel situation that just makes it easier for international people to find housing. She actually picked Chile because it was one of the safest countries in South America at the time. Uh, one of these roommates went by the name of Yusuf Kater. Oh, no! And looking back, Callie says she immediately got a weird feeling about him. She would actually later say that she pretty much hated him on sight. She has a good vibe check. Vibe check. But she ended up dismissing that feeling to try and have a good roommate relationship. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You've, you've committed to being in this place for months with these people. Yeah. Even if you hate them, you want to try to get along with them because you don't, even if your vibe counter's going off, you're like, I've got to live with them. I've got to just try to make the best of this and try to keep, you know, this savvy. And I feel like you often hear people say they have a weird feeling and then they gaslight themselves out of it. And I did this to myself in Walmart once. Somebody was without their glasses, thought I was their girlfriend and decided to sneak up on me with a in the box Nerf gun in the garden center of Walmart. And I thought I would thought to myself, I have a horrible feeling right now. And then I gaslit myself and said, no. Kelsey, no one gets murdered in the garden center of a Walmart. Your sixth sense went off. And I gaslight myself out of it. And you owe Walmart 20% when you're in there. Feels like Danger that. zone. And then I got the, the shit screwed out of me because he jumped around the corner. He regretted this decision. He realized he just followed a strange woman into a garden center to jump scare her. But like... Why did I gaslight myself out of that feeling? I could have avoided all this if I just listened to my own gut. I do feel like you always hear this. Somebody feels a weird feeling, gaslights themselves out of it, and then they continue to hang out with whoever it is or stay in the situation, and then boom, something terrible happens. Always listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. Worst case, you're wrong and you look like a dick. Don't listen to your gut. Maybe you end up dead. You never know. 
And also, you're only going to be with these people. Like, yeah, like, it's best to keep, like, the vibes right. But you don't need to get that close to the person. You could just be, like, chill in the hallway, say hi. And then, I mean, you're in a hospital. But still, like, you don't need to bond. It sounds like she didn't, she tried to keep a barrier. But, like, Yusuf is one of those people who, like, needs to be liked. So, like, she actually says later she thinks he picked up on the fact that she didn't like him. And he was used to people liking him. So we, like, zeroed in on that. I hate that. There's no winning in that kind of situation. No, I push a harder wall. That is a, this is in no way to blame Callie or any victim of, in this kind of situations. but we need to, need to, need to teach our kids that it is okay to be dicks for the sake of safety. But then also, what is she supposed to do? She's trying to keep a barrier, but even then, like, you, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if you keep your distance, they might pick up on that, and then zero in you more. And there's the no other winning. people in the situation might be like, oh, they're being rude to that person, now exactly. I'm going to, yeah. It's just, there's and 12 people, too. Like, there's so many different relationships to balance there. Yeah, and when you're in, when you're living in a foreign country, you want to build some kind of bond with people. So if something does happen, then, like, you have some kind of system, even though it's not going to be the same as, like, an established support system. Someone's going to notice if something's wrong, which is important to have. Exactly. She did make friends with another roommate, very close friends. They're still somewhat friends to this day. So she had something, but... Even so. Like, you don't want to start drama in the roommate situation by going, hey, isn't Yusuf kind of weird? And then you just start this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yusuf told the roommates that he was in Chile for the Atacama crossing race. Sorry, is this whole thing that he just travels around doing these races and that's it? It's not. Because it sounds like he, he did multiple, he's planning to do multiple within a couple of months. Part of what he does is marathon running, but that was new to Brazil, and he does this a few more times. We'll get into it. Okay. I... So what is the Atacama Crossing Ultramarathon? Here's a description from their official website. The Atacama Crossing is a seven-day, 250-kilometer or 155-mile foot race that takes place in the incredible Atacama Desert of Chile. Through seven day, through the seven days, competitors traverse through the salt flats, massive sand dunes, icy cold slot canyons, river crossings, and experience starry nights while in the foothills of the Andes Mountains as they complete the 250-kilometer-slash-155-mile course. The race goes through the Solar de Atacama, excuse me, Moon Valley, and the Valle de la Muerte, the Valley of Death. And finally ends in the town square of the adobe-like village of San Pedro de Atacama. Okay, these, like, if you did day visits, are probably great, super fun. Doing a run through all of them, they make it sound so nice and fun. Out of all athletes, and I've felt this for a long time, runners, I believe, are the biggest liars. <laughs> they all are like, running is so great, it's so invigorating, you get that runner's high. I call bullshit. That is total BS. I've never, ever gotten to that point. And I've got to the point of getting ready to die, and I still haven't gotten a runner's high. I'm sorry. Are we going to, like, brush over, like, the, what is it, the Valley of Death, you said? Are we just not going to talk about that? Like, why is it called that? <laughs> oh, the Valley of Death! Because I assume people die there. Is it super hot? Well, yeah, but, like, isn't there already something in, what is it? somewhere in america that's already like death valley or something so i'm like are they this? i don't think they named them together they shake hands and they go like oh my god people die here too because it's so hot and crispy or maybe not crispy 
Because it's probably become a crispy chicken sandwich. No, crispy. Point is, there's a lot of places in the planet that you really don't want to hang out. Valley of Death is one of them. And they make it sound like so nice. Runners are total liars, and that is ironic given the subject of this episode. That is over 22 miles a day. That's the title of the episode, Runners Are Liars. Runners Are Liars. And it's a race. So you still have to beat everybody through the desert. Is this race longer, like, distance-wise than the... It's 155 miles, but it's also over seven days instead of five. All right, so... Runners and climbers really just do this for fun, huh? They're like, oh my god, the adrenaline rush of almost dying. That's Jared over there. Oh my god. Oh my god. He passed away like two weeks ago and we thought he was gone. What the? This sucks. This sucks. It's like free climbers? Huh? Yes, exactly. It's like, why would you risk life like this? The runner equivalent of free climbers. Exactly. (laughs) The flat, (laughs) the the herp horizontal i guess i don't know the flat footers so he's in he's in chile for this roommates would later say they never saw him train for this because he doesn't do any of the runs no he's naturally perfect and he doesn't need to practice for these because he doesn't actually do the runs not really (laughs) life in the house is mostly uneventful even though callie still doesn't really like uses she felt like he was a bullshitter or a bolster which is right but you know and he picked up on the fact that she didn't like him and he doesn't like that he, she doesn't like him because he's used to people liking him. He's used to being able to put on this certain persona that each person likes. And he's used to people falling for his stories, too. So he's, he doesn't like that. But it starts to get colder. I feel like we don't think about Chile as being cold except up in the Andes Mountains. But it does get no, cold. I thought of this the other day because... Who was it? It was... Uh... Scott Christian on YouTube, he does month, he's doing a month of animals from different countries, and he just did Chile, and he talked about the most southern point, and then I thought about, oh, how cold does that get? And then I looked at him, like, thinking about it, Chile's a really long, skinny country. It goes really close to Antarctica. Oh. Mm. So yeah, it's getting cold. So I did think about it. <laughs> it gets cold there, and the house is, has no hot water, no heating, and the windows don't close all the way. Yikes. And also Callie's from Texas. So the roommates are getting a little miserable. Uh, but here comes Yusuf to the rescue. Does Yusuf have a personal heater that he's going to let everyone share? Even better. Because Yusuf says he's recently bought some condos in Santiago. No. And Why are you living here if you have condos? You know, just because he likes the roommate experience. And he would be willing to have his fellow roommates rent from him. A couple of the roommates thought it was odd that he had bought real estate when he wasn't even a citizen of Chile. Oh yeah, that is really... It's kind of weird. But he explains it away, saying that he has this money and he likes to invest in properties. I don't know the rules about citizens of other countries buying property in Chile. I assume you can. But they think it's a little weird because it's, like, complicated. And it's also weird because the several other roommates had loaned Yusef money and he had not paid them back yet. Yeah, so I wouldn't trust him with this whole... Right, and they're like, how'd you buy condos if you hmm. owe us money? Yeah. But they're cold. They're miserable. They want an out. Callie in particular, and I think several other roommates, don't really speak English. And they're foreigners, so it's hard to find housing. So they figure with Yusuf, they could skip all that. It'd be easy oh, do you know. mean don't really speak Spanish? Yes, I'm sorry. No worries. They try to say so speak. Yeah, Callie doesn't really trust him but is so ready to get out of their current home and doesn't 
She doesn't really have anything specific to point to right now. They just have a lot of weird feelings. The money that isn't being paid back. The money is weird, but maybe he spent most of his money on the condos and is hurting for money now that he's paid all that money out. It's also important to know that Callie at least didn't know any Spanish. Like, I think she knew a few words, but not enough to get by. That's also interesting coming from Texas. Right? I feel like you would pick up something. They pointed it out specifically in the sources I saw. I think she could speak, like, some sentences. And it's also important to remember that Chilean Spanish... And it's Mexican different. Spanish is very different. Yeah, yeah. So finding oh, another living fair. situation was going to be really difficult. Renting from Yusuf would make things a lot easier. So Callie and several of their roommates gave Yusuf a security deposit and first month's rent. Without seeing each, it. Each. Without seeing it. No. Man. In fairness to a lot of the people in this story, it was 2010. It was slightly different. And think about it, they'd known this guy for months at this point. Good. Always see the property before you put money down. Even if the property did exist, I don't believe it exists. Uh, It doesn't. No, Um, I don't think it does. Even if it did, like, how much are you going to trust that it is, like, a livable or better place than where you already are at? Like, you're in a hostel, which I understand is one situation, but also, like, how do you know? You know. He says, okay, great, we've got everything settled, we'll move in next week. So everybody packs up their stuff and they're excited. But then, he kept giving reasons why they couldn't move in yet. Oh, there was some flooding. We have to fix that. The Next piping's week. not done, you know. Next week. Oh, there's some electrical issues. I need to have somebody look at that. Next week. Oh, I'm having some renovations and some repainting done. Next week. Every time they were ready to make the move, he'd come up for them one reason or another at the last minute and say next week. This really is like a, what is the saying? It's a really foul saying. But like, don't do your business where you live or whatever. It's, yeah, something like that. I think it's don't shit where you live or something like that. It's something like foul. Or like, don't do terrible things to people that you are living with. Roommates are starting to get pretty annoyed with Yusuf, and the ones, not only with this, but the ones who had loaned him money are starting to ask for their money back. Yeah. As one might. Finally, Yusuf runs out of excuses and had picked up on the fact that a lot of the roommates were pretty pissed. Do you know how much money they gave to him for the condos as a down payment in first month's rent? I don't know. It's cumulatively somewhere in the thousands. He's backed into a corner. People like this, backed into a corner, is a bad place to be. Volatile. For everyone. He says he and Callie will walk to the real estate office so Poor that Callie. she knows. I truly think that he singled her out just because he knew she liked him the least out of everybody else in the house and just decided this person. Because if he, if he gets her on the side of the person that trusts him the least, then to everyone else he's like, oh, okay. Well, that and also for what happens next. No. I'm scared. No. Is this the, like, almost dying part? There's so much almost dying in this. No. (gasps) He and Callie walk to the real estate office. They're going to walk to the real estate office so that she knows where it is and can pick up the condo keys in the morning. This was in 2011, so Google Maps off your phone, not a thing. They're also all foreigners, so foreign plans. He says they'll swing by his girlfriend's house afterwards and he'll pick up his backpack which has all of the money that he owes the roommates conveniently in this one backpack. Is she gonna oh, get Where that? have we heard of a backpack full of cash before? <gasps> no! Just wait! It's like the gamblers who, like, take in more money and they it's gamble it away exactly and then pay like back the guy when they get that. Yeah. And that Callie would take the backpack home. Yes. To the, yes. And that Callie would take the backpack home to the roommates. 
he made sure to tell the roommates that Callie would have the backpack, not him. No, because then it's all on her if it doesn't show up. No! Callie said that they walked for a very long time. Again, this was before navigating to your phone was a thing, so sometimes you just walked until you found a place. Finally, they find this dark real estate office that Callie will come back to tomorrow to pick up the condo keys. Then they head over to Yusuf's girlfriend's house. He has a girlfriend during all this? He go, they go to the house and pick up the backpack. I don't think he let Callie in. I think he just went in and grabbed the backpack and left. I don't know if she ever actually met the girlfriend or not. Yusuf then suggests that they go get drinks to celebrate, no. which Callie agrees to. Callie actually says that he was so nice to her this evening that she had actually started to change her mind about him. No, girly, no. Chilling when we get later. She said that he had had quite a few drinks, which was unusual for him. He wasn't really a big drinker. But she knows. That she knows. I mean, she lived with him for months at this point. So at least for months. This is more than she's seen him drink for months. Looking back, she thinks he was trying to gather courage for what would come next. No. But back to the race. Dominic come back, comes back a few days before the race was to start and met up with Yusuf. They enjoy themselves and kind of act like they were on vacation before the race. So, you know, relax a little before you mm-hmm. ruin your life and soul on this desert crossing. Yusuf mentions that the money was in safekeeping, but that he didn't have it with him. That gave Dominic an uneasy feeling, but he pushed that to the side. Because Yusuf is his buddy now. Right. The race started, and Dominic said that he hated it. He's choking on the dust, and it's totally different from the jungle, Brazilian jungle race. It's horrible. The ground is hard and rough, and he's, he's hating it. Yusuf was confident that he will win this time invites Meher to Chile to see him win for Palestine. I assume they get a cash prize if they win first. There is a cash prize. Yeah. It would be more than what he'd spent to get it, but it's yeah, yeah. not like a huge, it's a pretty big cash prize, but not like giant. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming if you're investing that much money in it. Yeah. I did think it was funny that the Brazilian race he was fine with, but the desert race, he's like, no, this sucks. I mean, to be fair, that's it that though. In London. Am I going to endeavor on any kind of race like this? No. I'm assuming it's, like, humid in Brazil for the most part, and then it's pretty humid in London, kind of. Not the same kind of humidity, but he's he's like, oh, wetness, I'm like a little frog. And then he's like, oh, desert. (laughs) The sand, it's in my lungs. Some people just don't do good in deserts. British people are not allowed in the desert. And, you know, some people just don't do good in rainforest. I feel like I would do, I I couldn't do a run, a race in a desert, in a rainforest but i think i could exist in a rainforest meanwhile honestly i'm sorry i don't think you could exist in a rainforest you don't like the summers here yeah no i can't live anywhere that is warm or hot period i you know alaskan i could do an alaskan yeah, run, she could do an, you can do the i did a rod but it's just you running <laughs> just me no sled dogs just me yusuf was confident that he's gonna win this time he invites Meher to chile to see him win for palestine which Meher accepts on the way to Chile, all Meher can think of is Yusuf crossing the finish line, waving a Palestinian flag. He made it to Chile on the second day of the race and was met by members of the Palestinian Federation, which is the community, Palestinian community in Chile. He made it to Chile. Uh, he, they all made their way to the hotel. And there was Yusuf waiting for them. He'd been disqualified. Once again. Why is he getting disqualified? I don't know. I don't know if he's just so shit at running that they're like, you can't keep going like this. Or is he lying about disqualifying and doesn't actually want to finish the race? 
It could also be he just dropped out and told everyone he's being disqualified. I could not find a, a the legitimate reason that he was kicked out. I'm not saying that there wasn't one or if he got. I just couldn't find it. So Mayer's frustrated that he's come all the way from Denmark to Chile just to discover Yusuf's being disqualified again. Yusuf said that he got an injury on his leg and that the doctors made him stop. Again, he tells Mayer that it is the same doctors and that they were doing this because he was Palestinian. But Mayer's not really buying it this time and begins to feel like there's something wrong. The red flags are adding up. They are only red flags. He gave the same reason for his disqualification to Dominic, who also thought it was a little weird. Starting to get a bad feeling. So not only Meher, but also Dominic's getting bad feelings. And he's hating the race. So he decides it's best to drop out himself and revisit the issue of the money with Yusuf. It is so sad that he is manipulating this community. Sorry. Just this whole Palestinian community that's coming together to do this like, great, nice thing. We and touch then... on that a little. I, it pisses me off, too. So, I don't know if it was because he was so done because of the race and just wanted to go home, or if Yusuf's mask was starting to slip, but Dominic decides he just wants to get his money and be done with Yusuf. But he soon realized that getting his money back would not be so simple. No. Because he doesn't have the money. No. Yusuf tells Meher that it sucks that he was disqualified, but they're here and they should make the best of it. Sounds like a real silver lining kind of guy. Let's go get dinner. This is where Meher and Dominic meet. They all go to get dinner. Meeting of the minds. Meeting of the minds. This is actually going to be very poignant later. Put it together, men. The next morning, Yusuf has a full day of activities planned. I'm talking biking, visiting glaciers, sandboarding, eating, drinking, and dancing in a dry lake. Very whose money? It's never said, but I think we know. This is all very purposeful. Because he's keeping them so busy that Meher says he barely had energy to think. Oh, yeah, because you're out and about all day. You're going to, yeah. Uh, Yusuf's hoping to keep Meher from asking questions about the race, and Dominic from keep asking questions about his money. It becomes clear to Dominic that Yusuf is not just going to give the money back. He thinks, I'll just cut my losses and go home. I don't know. It was a lot of money, but I think he thought, I'm is not. Is he well off? I don't know. He clearly has enough money to travel back and forth from London to Brazil to Chile all the time. This is still a lot of money, but it sounds like he thought to himself, I'm not going to make any progress by talking to this person. So I mean, maybe so, yeah. he thought, I'll just yeah. do like legal routes or something. Yeah, if you have the means, cut your losses. Yeah, you can. if you can, cut your losses. And honestly, I wish he just stuck with that. No. Meher, meanwhile, you. is realizing that he doesn't know the whole story but- about Yusuf and reaches out to Dominic via the internet. Get it, man. Let's go. Dominic explains the money situation. And Meher's thinking to himself, you're so stupid. How could you give him all that money? And then he suddenly realizes, I'm giving him all that money. I'm so stupid. I gave him all that money. The Palestinians in Chile are stupid for giving him money. We are all stupid for having fallen for Yusuf. And he realized it was all about hustling money. Yeah. So now Meher is determined to get to the bottom of this and starts Googling. Which I feel like nowadays is the first thing you do when you start working with someone new. Like... He gets a large investment from a sponsor to do these runs. He quotes them more than it actually is, takes this game off the top, does one day, but doesn't actually complete it, gets disqualified. He probably doesn't finish, and that's why he's disqualified. Meher's a very good person, and I'm sure he kicks himself for this now. Yeah. 
You gotta Google people before you start he, getting he money. He doesn't runs. finish the miles in the day, and that's why he's getting disqualified. He just does it for show to show that he started the race and didn't finish it, and that's how he keeps he getting it. In Brazil, he finished first the first day. but True, So he did right. finish. He did finish. But I think day. maybe he either dropped out or something. Who knows? That's so interesting. It is. Which is whack, because you finished first the first day. You couldn't have just, like, done the extra work and actually just done the race. And also, Yusuf's part of his Palestinian community. Why would he doubt him? Luckily, Yusuf was dumb enough or overconfident enough to use his real name when scamming people. Thank God, honestly, though. This is when Meher finds a local Danish paper news article about Yusuf from 2009, just before he started interacting with him, in which it details a scam Yusuf ran for a trip to Dubai that he used to cheat over 50 people out of their money. And he wasn't jailed? He was. No, but we're getting to that. The way the scam worked was that people would give Yusuf their money to book their tickets. But then, Yusuf's money, Yusuf's apartment, suddenly burned down with all the money in it. For those listening at home, I used quotes around all the money in it. And then he moved away. The newspaper that wrote this article had actually been following Yusuf's movements for a while, tracking all of his hustling. In fact, he had been trying to get out of Denmark because of a trial waiting for him in 2011. Because the Danes were going to get him. That's why he reached out to Meher to go to Brazil. Mm. I also want to mention that he did not just leave the Royal Danish Navy. He was actually dishonorably discharged. He and Dominic, he he is in Meher, Meher and Dominic, reached out to Carlos Medina, a member of the Federation Palestina, the Palestine Federation. Palestine Federation, I can speak, Palestinian Federation, in Chile, who was obviously very concerned that a man like this had Dominic's money. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of it. And on top of that, Dominic had started receiving emails from this quote-unquote Brazilian lawyer. Carlos was able to very easily trace the location these emails were being sent from, and discovered they were coming from Santiago, Chile. Get that IP address. The same location Yusuf was in. Yeah. I mean, it's 2010, but come on. A proxy server? (laughs) Something. But Meher's not done. He thought he could use the family name Kater to find Yusuf's family in Denmark. This was back when people had contact information, like their phone numbers on social media. So he finds a woman with the same family name, and he remembers that Yusuf mentioned having a sister. So he thinks maybe this is her. So he calls her, and he actually lies a little and says that he's a journalist. And does she know Yusuf Kater? Her demeanor immediately changes, and she becomes very sad and says yes. Meher breaks and tells her, look, I'm not a journalist. Your brother hustled me, and he helps with this other person, and he doesn't even get to finish, and she bursts into tears on the phone. Oh, the poor girl. So he has to sit there on the phone for a few minutes while this woman is crying and finally he's like he gets out uh, why are you crying and she says and a quote because he destroyed our family (gasps) no this is what happens when you have a narcissist in your family classic narcissist she tells the hair that the hustling is not new and that they had kicked him out because of it sometimes you gotta cut ties you gotta he tells her now how yusuf ruined for some reason this says anime but i meant to say name (laughs) (laughs) he ruined his anime (laughs) the hair tells her how yusuf ruined his name and reputation in chile among the palestinians at which point she stops him and says palestinians but he's not palestinian 
<gasps> We're Lebanese. No. Yes, he's not even Palestinian. What? <gasps> oh my God, race faker. Bro. He's coming from a community that is not even his own. There are a lot of victims in this case. There are even unnamed victims that could have received these resources in the Palestinian community, but didn't. Was he specifically targeting Palestinian people for, like, some kind of horrible racist reason as well? I Not that I could find. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe he just saw Meher Khatib being Maybe he saw what a good and strong community they had. And Honestly. was like, I can fuck this up. I feel badly for all of the victims, but Meher had such a genuine love for his culture and his people, and for Yusuf to take advantage of that feels just so fundamentally wrong. Not only that, but the resources that he took from actual Palestinians in Denmark, who could have used that for actual Palestinian activities. (laughs) So Dominic, in London, figured, I'm not seeing this money again. But they're all talking. And he thought, maybe if I confront him, maybe he won't do it again to somebody else. No, that's not going to happen. This is a very bad thought to have. I'm sorry, Dominic, this was a bad idea. You need to get the government involved to get him in jail. Exactly. So Dominic flies back to Chile, and he's worried that something bad might happen, but thought they might be able to get him to get something to nail him on. I guess he thought maybe he could get him to confess. This was not... I'm sorry, Dominic, this was a bad idea. But also, he's a buff dude. I don't... He runs. (laughs) He theoretically runs. We need to see what this one-on-one would look like. Here's a more body shot of Yusuf. And this is Rainer. This is him now. So, this is him a little older, but still. They look about the same in Bill. He looks so sad in this picture. Yeah, he looks very sad. So, he's worried that something bad had happened. They met up in the morning, and Yusuf said that he had the money in safekeeping with the lawyer. And the lawyer's office was to and walk away. The lawyer. So, they start walking. And walking. And walking. And walking. The same walk they took Callie on. There's a pattern here. They walk until they are on the edge of the city, and it becomes clear that they are not going anywhere in particular. I don't know what Yusuf's thought process was on this. I don't know if he thought he could just, like, walk the problem away, or if he specifically led him to the edge of the city for this. Buying time. Hard to say. Clearly, Yusuf knows he's cornered. So, Dominic confronts Yusuf about, there's no lawyer's office. Or if there is one, we're not going the right direction. Yusuf gets really angry about being confronted which is not unheard of for a person like this Dominic is like you know to hell with this he remembers turning around to go back to the city and then feeling a rush of air behind him Yusuf had picked up a large branch and was trying to beat Dominic with it Dominic tackles manages to tackle Yusuf to the ground and he remembers thinking if I get another if he gets another chance to hit me again I and I die you just remember singing, I can't go before my parents. That's when you dig your fingernails into their flesh so you have DNA evidence on you. Damn, it's okay. Good point, though. <laughs> Dominic gets up before Yusuf, and they start grappling for the stick. A couple of people walk past, and I don't know if they just, like, didn't know what they were seeing, but they were just stood there and were like, Are you gonna make it? Are you gonna At which point Yusuf suddenly switches and starts begging Dominic not to tell anybody that he tried to kill him. <laughs> oh my god, bro, like, I didn't mean to. The deep, my demons, like, taking over. Shut up, Yusuf. Eat worms. Dominic doesn't know what to do. He truly believes that Yusuf intended to kill him in that moment. Yeah, he did. 
So he booked a ticket back to London immediately, and only once safe in the UK does he report the assault. That is how scared of the situation and this man. I mean, kind of smart. Yeah, kind of smart. Get that the fuck I, out. Yeah, you went to confront him, which was the bad you idea. Should not have gone to confront him. I think he knows that now. That you cannot corner a person like this; they get really dangerous. Does Yusuf go on the run? Back to Cali. Cali. As they are drinking, Yusuf mentions that there's an abandoned house nearby that supposedly has a golden toilet seat. Okay, real quick. Is this before or after? This is after. Oh. But stuff takes a while. Yusuf So he assaults a man, yep. intends to kill him, and then he goes, Hey, Callie, let's go for another long walk. Well, think about it. It's not quite like that either. He got cornered with Dominic, and he attacks him, and he, then Dominic leaves the country, and he's like, Okay. I can't deal with that right now. Meanwhile, he's getting cornered with his lies with the roommates. He's just getting cornered from all sides. He's running out of places to run. So as they're drinking, Yusuf mentioned that there is is an abandoned house nearby that supposedly has a golden toilet seat. No. Weird architecture and weird rumors as was a real passion of Callie's. She didn't think there would actually be a golden toilet seat, but she liked tracking down weird rumors like this. And Yusuf knew that. And knew exactly what to say to get her to go to this abandoned house with him. So they go to the house. It's actually not a house. It's an event. It's like a burnt out tire shop. Like an old tire shop. There is no golden toilet seat. She thinks, well, rumor tracked down. Fake. Okay. Well, we can and go now. And he comes with a stick. And turns to leave. Yusuf calls no. her name. No. And she turns to face him. He hits her in the head with something. She doesn't know what. Jesus Christ. She falls to the ground and Yusuf gets on top of her and starts strangling her and yelling at her. He's much stronger than her. He de-escalated, de-escalated the situation with her. And decides, yep, now we're going to re-escalate this. Well, because there's no money in that backpack. No. So it, this is his, he thought it was his only way out. She describes feeling incredibly helpless and she kind of accepted it. She thought, this is Dig how the nails I into his flesh, get the DNA. As he chokes her into unconsciousness, which is a lot longer than people think it is. Yeah, it's so a long for like time. a couple of minutes at least, she's just staring into the eyes of the man that is killing her into Yusuf's face. While unconscious, she claims to, that she heard the voices of loved ones telling her she needed to get up, but she couldn't move. When she oh, finally God. regained consciousness, she discovered why she couldn't move. She had been wrapped in a tarp covered in dirt and oil. Oh my God. Was he going to burn her? Not quite. Not that kind of oil. Oh, okay, sorry. Her eyes, throats, and lungs are burning. She's no idea how long she's been unconscious. She fights her way out of the tarp, which is wrapped and secured and tucked in the back of a closet in the building. She'd been buried alive in this building. Yusuf had taken her ID and rubbed ash and oil all over her body, presumably to remove fingerprints and obscure her identity. She's a foreigner. Like, mm. if she started to de- had died like he'd hoped and started to decompose it would have been a while before anyone would have figured out who she was she gets herself out of this tarp get a girl limps her way back to the apartment strangulation victims often suffer from petechia which is the bursting of blood vessels in the eyes she could barely see poor girl but she made it because she's a survivor and a badass a badass limped it and who answers the door Yusuf. Yusuf! <gasps> I would have been so sick if she would have been like, I am a spirit here. <laughs> I don't think she was in that frame of no, mind, but that would have been soon. good. <laughs> Imagine what Yusuf's thinking, though. Like, he thinks he killed her and she just shows up at the door. And he is so concerned about where she's been. And she's pretty much- Why are, are none of these people going to the police? 
Oh, wait. She can barely talk, but she basically points at him and says, you, and beelines it to another one of her roommates, to the roommate she'd made friends with. Yusuf starts crying, and it's clear to the other roommates that he is way more upset about her accusing him than than he is about her being hurt, which has got to be a very surreal experience for as the roommates they try to clean her up in the shower but they see a four inch gash yeah in go her to skull. the hospital and they like well they she they couldn't tell how badly she'd been hurt at first so they just were trying to get some of the ash and oil off of her and then the roommate who she'd made friends with was like i couldn't tell if her skull had been split open if oh that was God. her brain or not i don't think it was i think it was just the skin but still it was that deep of a cut so they took her to the hospital yes. to get treatment for her injuries. Yes. She had a laceration to the head. Yeah. Orange gash. A concussion. Corneal abrasions. Lesions on her larynx from inhaling the ash and oil. And that night, Yusuf left a note at the house saying that he was going home to Denmark because his mother had died. Oh. Uh-huh. Sure. Get the police. I don't know how good the Chilean police are, but wow. get them involved. Well, let me tell you how good the Chilean police are. Are they good? No. Oh. Not in this. Not in 2010, at least. You gave me this look and I had hope. Mm-mm. As soon as... And keep in mind, she can barely talk. She can't really communicate what's happened at this point. Mm, poor girl. She's vomited blood that night just because her... The blood from her throat because her larynx was sliced up from breathing. Someone bring her this. back to Texas to her family. She <laughs> needs support. As soon as Callie was coherent and she stated clearly, Yusuf was the one who had attacked her. Her roommate believed her immediately. Yeah, on board. A police report had been filed was filed the following morning. Yeah, but the, when the police come by later to look over her injuries, they basically said her injuries weren't that bad. Probably didn't even file paperwork on it. She's not sure, but she doesn't think they did. Is this sexism? It could be a lot of things. Okay, she's number one. She's foreigner. a foreigner. She's a foreigner. Number one, she's a woman. Got to consider these things. Number two, the person. She, it's also a foreigner's word against a foreigner's word. Which can kind of be, like, police from one country sometimes don't really want to deal with that. Yusuf had clearly attacked her to save face within the roommate group, hoping it would seem like Callie had been, was either attacked for the money after they split up, or ran off with it herself. Rocio Berrios Ibanez had recently become a lawyer and became interested in the case. In fact, she had met Callie before at a party, so she agreed to help her. Badass women helping badass women. Honestly. But in order to charge Yusuf with anything, they had to find him. Preferably before he left Chile, because that would make it a lot more complicated. Yeah. Because he's not going back to Denmark. That would be extraditing a, a citizen to another country, possibly from his home country. Like, it's complicated. Yeah. It would take months, if not years, if it ever happened. So talking to the roommates at the hostel, they discovered that Yusuf had lost his passport. Oh, no. And likely didn't have any money left. So he'd likely be desperate and looking for another score or something. So they posted his face everywhere. Get it. And not only that, they posted Callie's face with her red eyes. So that everyone would know what he did to her. That's the photo. It's hard to see in the small, but like her eyes are very red. This is a little, this was a few days afterwards when she'd healed. But like that is all from being strangled. They hoped he'd be found quickly, as he didn't look Chilean at all, so he would stand out. I like how the police looked in this woman's eyes and went, and went, you look mm. fine. The Callie and many of the other roommates fled Chile back to their home countries, because this guy's still out there. Yeah. So she went home. 
yeah, to her. Yeah, don't Honestly, it. though, after that, I would be like, I want my mom. I'm going home. Yeah, I don't want to go live in a foreign country anymore. I don't want to live in the same country that the person who did this to me still real, resides I want to go home for a bit and recuperate. Like, imagine that. The first time you like, go up on your own, want to live in a foreign country, experience the cultures. This happens. Oh, my God. That would turn me away from, like, wanting to leave my hometown. Yeah, honestly. That would le- turn you away from leaving a house. Yeah. But that person was from inside the house. No more roommates. Never again. Rocio gets in contact with Carlos Medina, who we mentioned as part of the Federación Palestina. Mm-hmm. And here's Dominic's story. Noticing a clear pattern. Dominic's putting it together. Yusuf lies and scams until he can't keep up the lies anymore, and that is when he becomes dangerous. They decided the only way they were going to find him was if they lured him out. They found a friend of Yusuf, I believe this was the girlfriend, mm-hmm. who was willing to help trap him. I don't know who would not be willing after they saw the photo and heard what he'd done. He had reached out to her asking for money because he didn't have any. Because he had no passport, no money, and he was trying to get out of the country. Where did he lose his passport? I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't know if they know. Don't just don't know. I don't know. It's gone. Little fairy took his passport so he couldn't leave. But he was too skittish, and they actually had to wire the money to somebody else who brought Yusuf to pick up the money. So he's in the car, waiting outside the office. Like a little baby. Like a little baby. In which case, the police promptly arrest him. I can just imagine them knocking on the car window and him just turning around and being like, Oh, shit! (laughs) That's how he sounds in my mind. His trial was in June 2012. And Callie was at this trial. She says it was hard not to run out of the room when they brought him in. But she stuck it out. Get it, girl. After a long debate about whether or not there was enough evidence to convict Yusuf, he was found guilty. He then served 600 days in prison for the attempted murder of Callie Quinn. So, I hate how attempted murder has less punishment than actual murder. He winked at her as they let him out of the courtroom. Fuck you, sir. What's wrong with him? That's so weird. Attempted murder, especially in Chile as well, carried a very low sentence at the time. This has since changed. It's not this low. Thank God. Thank God. But still, like, there's another podcast, uh, Morbid, that we listen to. Go check them out because they're great. And they talk a lot about how they think that the punishment for attempted murder should be the same as actual murder since the attention is the same. And also, you shouldn't get a lesser sentence just because you're bad at it. Yeah. I don't want him to be good at murder, but you're 0 for 2 now. (laughs) How hard is it? (laughs) That we know of. That we know of. Actually, there's more later. Kelly has PTSD now. She says she gets startled. Yeah, right? She says she gets startled more easily. Doesn't like it when people walk behind her. I imagine. She also gets freaked out by people with thick eyebrows. Which is kind of... This man does have thick eyebrows. He has thick eyebrows. So I think it's just one of those things. I think She was looking into his eyes. She was looking into his eyes, seeing them. So I think that's just one of those things that your brain imprints as part of the danger. And that's just crazy to me. Like the the weird things she that your brain focused grasps. on his eyebrows instead of she his eyes. Look at the eyes. Looking at the eyes it would be that's hard. actually really. I didn't think of that. That sh- that lives with her forever now. I keep thinking about. It. I can only focus on one eye at a time. Stop. <laughs> Yusuf got out of jail in Chile, and then was deported to Denmark, where he was arrested and charged with one the day. various crimes one he day. committed in two thousand nine. Harsher, harsher punishment. Please. You think Denmark forgot about this? Come on, Denmark. I trust you. Come on. They kept him for some time, not long, two or three years. I don't think Denmark has the pen. De- does no, Denmark have I don't think so. Yeah. Even if they did, like, all they have him on is scams, so. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, Dominic's 
uh, assault was never actually ch- charged. Oh, and I think that's sucks. because they didn't have any evidence. That's true. At least with Callie, they had the hospital records and, like, yeah. photos. But yeah. I don't... They only have... I think him fleeing to London immediately worked against him there, but I can understand the urge. Yeah. After he got out of jail in Denmark, he ended up in Costa Rica. Fun little Costa Rica. (sighs) Under the pseudonym Joseph Carter. There's a little bit of a pattern with his uh, pseudonyms. Yeah, that's not so far off from Joseph. I feel like that's part of it, though. Like, you respond to that. Yeah, you want to have something similar, but still. Where he he allegedly stole... Another 3500 from another Texan expat. I don't know if he has something against Texans specifically, or if it just worked out that way. And 19000 from a Canadian woman he was dating. Jeez. When the unnamed Canadian woman learned of his real identity Get and what he had done, he tried to smother her with a pillow, but <gasps> removed it at the last minute. No, I thought you were going to say that she, like, did some stuff for it, but no, she got... That is 0 for 3 woman. now. Why is he so this bad at this? Woman. This poor woman? Please tell me But that. I also can't get over how bad he is at murder. She went to the police. Please. The Organismo de Investigación Judicial, the Costa Rican equivalent to the U.S.'s FBI, determined that... Since they were dating, no. at the time, it no. couldn't be proven that she didn't give him permission to withdraw that money. And more importantly, it was a foreigner's word against another foreigner, so the charges were dropped. Also, domestic also, violence, we do not see. We do not see. Intimate partner violence. Yes, intimate partner oh. violence. ITV. So, Francesca Mari, a journalist from Texas Monthly, actually reached out to Yusuf Kater in 2015 in March... Via email to ask about the Costa Rican scam allegations. He may or may not have also run something, a scam, something to do with cell phones at the time in Costa Rica as well. Yeah. Was not a lot of information And he was on like, that. Mm, attention? <laughs> attention? Because to her surprise, he responded, saying that he would love to speak with her. But was she going to investigate what he told her, or only write about what they told her? Stopped responding after that. I think he just liked a little bit of validation and attention, but also was somewhat... Smart enough to know that talking to her was not going to be a good idea? I don't know. He became active on Facebook again under the name Joseph with an F, not a PH this time, Maria. Where did the Maria? I don't know. Run, running the Costa Rica 20th Marathon. So he's still doing marathons. But this isn't an ultra one. No. He's downgrade. Downgrade. On this Facebook, it became clear that he was in a relationship with a woman known as A.B. That's not her actual name. That's just what she went by for the article. Francesca reached out to him again in December, and he acts like he doesn't know what she's talking about, or who she is, and why can't she just leave him alone? Oh, poor baby. So, I'm just a little old man on the internet. I don't know what you're talking Fuck off, old man. I'm me. I'm fucking rude now. I've had enough of this guy. <laughs> I can't even kill right. This is embarrassing. So Francesca reached out to A.B. to warn her that she was dating a serial attempted murderer and scammer. She didn't hear back until early December, or excuse me, early 2016, where A.B. said that she did not know Yusuf's real identity and that he had not heard her yet. Yet. It's also implied that she broke up with him at that point. Good. Which, yeah, this is the end of the story so far. Yusuf is still out there. No. And is likely still scamming people. Yeah, because he's never going to stop. There are huge communities 
mostly of people he scammed or of family members and friends of people he has scammed devoted to getting his name and face out there any pseudonyms that they know of good for them what he's done to get the word out there so people know about yeah, this guy good on them by the way i found out this i found this story out uh while watching netflix's docuseries worst roommate ever i really recommend it i had a really bad roommate at one point but the stories they told in the docuseries made her seem like nothing in comparison so that is what i have for you today it is a wild story from start to finish, and it's probably not even finished. There's probably still stuff going on. If we did an update in five years, there'd be stuff. There'd be stuff. There may even be more stuff that I just didn't find. And it's just so wild to me that he faked being a Palestinian for, like, a couple of years. That is crazy. Just to, like, prey on Meher's good nature. I wonder if he kept nature. doing it. Possibly. Maybe he thought being Lebanese wouldn't get him the, like, sympathy or attention he wanted. Maybe he switches to, like, a different... I mean, he is Middle Eastern, so there's only so much switching you can do, but, like, maybe he switches to a different Middle Eastern ethnicity based on, like, what's happening there to, like, garner... If they have a really strong group within a certain area, they'll yeah, like, to, like, like tap in. And there's only been, like, one time he True. switched, so... He's probably just like, this one will get me the most sympathy, and people will feel bad for me, because... Uh, the, the other places, like, yes, there's stuff, but Palestinians, I think, uh, I could be very wrong. I, I usually am. Are, you know, people just go. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm squinting. I don't but, know, you know if he switched the ethnicity he was going by in Costa Rica or not. They did not have it's information cool. on that. It's possible he switched again to something that Costa Rica had a community on. And there is evidence that there were other women that he dated and stole money from throughout this as well so he was also a serial dater and scammer which just just an overall trash human being i don't even know like what to say to that like i my go-to is to get a prenup but you're not even married like hide your cards hide your checkbook from your all significant others forever never share finances ever i feel so bad for his sister though i know the poor family what did he do to the family that was so bad? Not only that they kicked him out, but that even the mention of him hustling other people makes a person burst into tears on the phone. Like, it had I to mean, be like, bad. It's probably just, like, a really big scam that he did, and they were just like, that's really dishonorable of you. How could you do that? Like, I don't know belief systems in Middle East. But like, you know, swindling people for money is not good anywhere. They must have also scammed Yeah, he them. scammed the family, too. He scammed yeah, so, parents out of money, too. They're probably just like, oh, bro, what the... Boy, what the and hell? She just has to go on living knowing that that is her sibling. Well, just other people had contacted her before him as well. Probably. Uh, at the very least, the Demarchian police must have, because yeah. they were building a case against him. It's He's getting away with that. This is how they got away with it? I'm... He just keeps getting away I with it. I think the hardest, the biggest thing of why he's getting away with it is that he's moving to different countries. So he's doing it internationally, and it's so hard to catch people when they move around across borders. That's so true. And also, I think he's gotten away with it, unfortunately, because he actually hasn't killed anybody yet. He I mean, tried. So he's only tried and failed. Maybe he has, and we just don't know. That's also true. It's totally possible. Imagine if he's actually like, oh, I'm just bad at this, so I don't go to jail Maybe. so I can do more crimes. What if that was his plan all along? That would be so weird. 
That's so. But I feel like that doesn't help him in in like Callie's situation. Like maybe he could have done it to scare Dominic away, and maybe that was his plan there. But I don't know how attempting but not actually killing Callie would have helped him. How old is he now? He was born in 1978, which would make him. So he's like halfway through his life, and this is what he's done. Yep. This is this is his life's work. I agree. Like. Now I'm trying to fit. Now I wonder how long he's been doing this for. Because it's like, what, 2010 is when we hear about these cases? But it's like, how long has he been doing this shit for? That's weird. That's like about half well, of my life. Before that, he served, he served in the military for 10 years, but he was dishonorably discharged. So, so he's 32 when all this was happening. And then 10 years before, he was 22 in the. Yeah. So he, must, he enlisted like pretty early. Or I don't know if he enlisted anymore. Bro, really at our age, he really went, I will be a scammer. Yeah, pretty much his whole adult life. And, I mean, he served for 10 years, and I don't know how long the fraud went. Like, if that started partway through, or maybe it was the whole time, or just the end. Just at some point, he started scamming, and he thought, yeah, this. We're very disappointed. We're very, I'm very disappointed. And I hope you are, too. <laughs> Obviously, all the all the cases that we've had are whack, but this one's really got me sitting here like, that's weird. And that's all, folks. <laughs> I hope you're disappointed, because I sure am. And if you see one Yusuf Kater, Yosef, Joseph Carter, or Joseph Maria, or any other combination. He goes by JoJo now. Jo- <laughs> uh, beware. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for coming to our table. Push in your chairs. Put your dishes in the sink. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>